0: Hey folks, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is Reese's Peace, episode 8. It is currently, for me, November 10th. Tuesday, November 10th, 2020. It's a little after 5pm. When I was a little kid, I was in baseball. Uh, This might surprise some of you, uh, because I recently proclaimed in one of my podcasts, uh, one of my episodes, that uh, I was not a sporto. I still maintain that. I'm not a sporto. But believe it or not, I was in sports when I was a kid. So when I was younger, uh, I was on a baseball team. I think I played for a couple seasons. And, um, you know, I don't know. We were medium good, I would say. We'd, we'd win some and we'd lose some. Um, and when, when we would lose a game, you know, we would all line up. You know, each team would line up. You know, the other team facing us and us facing them. And we'd go down the line and we'd kind of like hang our hands low and like slap hands along the line and say, good game, good game, good game, good game, right? Go down the line. That seems pretty crazy, right? That's pretty unusual. But wait, hold on. I've seen it other places. I used to occasionally I would, I don't know why I was there, but I would see my cousin used to play soccer. I never played soccer, but the strangest thing would happen after a game they would all line up and slap hands, too. And wait, there's even more. So I watch motocross occasionally, and when somebody wins a race, oftentimes you'll see another guy come up behind him and kind of stop on the same whoop that that guy stopped on and, and kind of congratulate him and give him a slap on the back and say, hey, you know, good job. I mean, you can't really tell that's what he's saying um, for sure, but it certainly seems that way. So, I don't know, man, I was just thinking, what if we did that for presidential elections? Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, just like, send it right on up. I mean, through professional sports, into politics. What do you think, folks? I think it's a pretty good idea. Obviously, I'm being facetious, but (laughs) I'm disappointed that the initial reaction after losing a presidential election is to immediately call into question the legitimacy of the ballot counting. So, I mean, he may have his reasons. We'll see. But seems a little unsportsmanlike to me. That's all for politics now. Uh, So I just got back from my bike ride. It's getting cold. This was like one of the first cold days. We got snow yesterday. And, um yeah, it was, it was damn cold. I didn't go on a bike ride yesterday because it was snowing and, uh, I didn't even exercise cause I was doing something else. I'll talk about that in a minute. Got a little update on the bidet. Um, but so I went on a bike ride today. It was like the first like cold bike ride that I've done. Um, like really kind of coldish and, and, um, so I overdressed, you know, that's kind of a common theme. Like when the first cold day comes, you don't really know how to dress, so you just kind of throw everything on. I put, you know, I'll set the scene for you. I'm wearing like I'm wearing a bicycle helmet with my light on top and my little nerdy mirror hanging off my helmet. I got the strobe light going on the top of the helmet. I'm wearing ski goggles and uh, a mask, and so like you can't see anything. I got these ski goggles on, and I'm wearing my my shell like I would wear, you know, it's kind of like a windbreaker type shell. And then black kind of track pants type of thing. So I got quite the look going on when I'm riding my bike. But tell you what, I was not cold, so it worked out. There was one spot of ice just before I went under a bridge that almost took me down, almost ate it there. Uh, Luckily, I slowed down and kind of saw it and like had kind of both legs down a little bit. And I slid, kind of whacked my calf on my pedal a little bit. Got a little Charlie horse there, but, you know stayed on two wheels and kept on going on the way back. You bet I walked it over that hundred percent. Yeah. I was not about to take that chance again and walking over it, man. I was thinking to myself, I have no idea how I rode over this the first time. This is, it was sketchy. So good for me. I've been down on the ice before. It's, it's not fun. I used to ride my bike back and forth to work when I lived in Milwaukee and, and, uh, like all year round. I rode when it was negative four one day. It was freaking cold. And there would be ice occasionally. And there was this one time where I was going down the trail and it was like a bike trail that has like a tunnel of trees. And so it was, there was snow on the path, but not very much. So I was, you know, I was still riding down the path. I had like my mountain bike tires on at that time and there was ice underneath the snow and that caught me off guard. I think twice, man. I don't, I don't want any part of that anymore. So i'm I'm definitely becoming a pansy in these days i am more of a fair weather rider so anyway got it done cut it a little bit short because when you ride your bike with all that all that extra gear on man it sure is tiring plus the wind was blowing pretty good and um for whatever reason man it just the ride is about 20 percent harder it feels like when it gets cold and it's it can't just be the cold it's it's got to have something to do with like the extra layers and things and i'm I'm wearing so anyway, got that done. So, update on the bidet, folks. Um, So, uh, I had planned to just kind of put the bidet on my Christmas list and see if anybody picked that sucker up for me for Christmas and then deal with it then. And then I got the in laws coming into town on Thanksgiving and I was gonna have my father in law help me put in an outlet in the bathroom, you know, because this thing requires a power supply. And uh, so I had some kind of realizations And talking with Alyssa about it. I realized, like, putting a bidet on your Christmas list is kind of a shitty thing to do, pun intended. Um, <laughs> nobody, nobody's going to buy a, a bidet for me. It's kind of an inexpensive little thing. It's like 300 bucks. So um, first of all, nobody's going to want to spend that much on a Christmas gift, and that's not a very exciting gift. So it's like, all right, well, scratch that. And so we have uh we had a gift card for um a website that carries these things, and so I was like hey what do you what do you think about me using that gift card for the bidet you know and there's really no like i I want one, and <laughs> at some point in time, I'm gonna probably pull the trigger on it regardless of whether we use the the gift card or if it just comes out of the bank account so Alyssa's pretty cool like that she she doesn't really pitch much of a stink about me buying stuff um, so uh, can't can't falter there. She's really cool about that so thanks babe anyway, so she agreed to it so I went ahead and pulled the trigger Monday morning ordered that sucker up that'll be here later this week so then I you know I had to get to get to putting that outlet in there because I can't just have a up a day sitting around not being used for another two weeks until my in-laws get here. So I went ahead and took care of that outlet business last night. Um, that was an adventure. I'm learning all these, like, homeowner tasks. Putting in an outlet was uh, that was definitely a new one for me. A um, couple of lessons learned. There are wire nuts with holes in them. So if you imagine you need to, like, splice two ground wires together, basically, but only one of them can really attach to your, your outlet, well, you you put the... The wire nut over the one wire that's going to go on the outlet and like curl over on the screw on the outlet and then you run the other one just up into the bottom of the wire nut and you just twist it up in there real good and then loop it around some electrical tape so that was interesting saw that on a pretty cool uh youtube video so got that all taken care of um had to have somebody come over one of my neighbors um came over and helped me fish the one of the wires out of the out of the wall because I basically just, I, I connected off of an existing outlet in that bathroom, which lucky for me there was one, and then just kind of ran it up the wall uh, over to an adjacent wall and then down again. So I got that in there. Everything seemed to work when I got done, so that was a good sign, and uh, looks pretty good. So it's all ready, man. I uh, As soon as I get that bidet, I think it comes in on Thursday. So I am pretty much ready to go, just some minor plumbing, got to put a T in on the water supply on the on the turlet and then we're in business. So pretty excited about that. I will definitely keep you posted on that. All right, so I do actually have a topic today now that we're like 10 minutes in. Um, okay, so my topic for today is why I drive a manual transmission. And so it, it kind of, I'm gonna expand on that. And it's it's not just why I do, but kind of like the things that I I like about it. Which, you know, if if you didn't like it, why would you do it? So I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand. But uh, so I got a checklist here. So hopefully I can stay on track and eliminate some of these uh, filler words like uh and um and anyway. So let's get right into it. So I think I outlined that. Um, a lot of my previous cars were manual transmissions. Well, they were all manual transmissions. They'll all five or six of them, seven of them, whatever that I've had before the truck that I have now, which is also a manual transmission. So, um, at my house, when I was growing up, we didn't have any automatics. We had, I take that back. My, my mom was upgrading vehicles at one point in time and, and so we found this really good deal on a really nice 4Runner that happened to be an automatic. And she was hesitant, but she uh, was willing to take a chance. So they went for it, and uh, a couple months down the road, she decided she just couldn't take anymore. She wanted to have a manual transmission. She didn't like driving the automatic. So um, needless to say, everybody in my family, you know, three of us, right? My parents and and myself. uh just all drove manual transmissions and so my background is obviously with manual transmissions i learned to drive on a manual transmission we didn't have automatics for me to learn to drive on you know my dad had a land cruiser with um with really really low gears that he used for uh four wheeling and so i learned i learned how to drive that because you could pretty much just pop the clutch the gears were so low it would just go so i learned to drive on that and then just expanded from there so Always had manual transmissions it's just you know the way it was I I personally have never owned an automatic transmission vehicle uh, until we bought Alyssa's car so um, just give you a little bit of background there I'm 29 now and and so I've been driving legally including the permit uh, since I was 15 and a half so what's that like close to 15 years Mm, bad math 14 let's say 14 years that I've been driving manual transmissions on the road. And before that, a little bit here and there around, uh, off highways. So that's, um, that's the background. I drive manual transmissions and, and here's why I'm going to tell you why I like them. So, um, first thing on the list, and I promise I'm not going to list them off every time saying first, second, third, whatever. This is in no particular order, but, um, I guess I I kinda like the challenge. I I like I like that driving a manual transmission is unique. It's a unique skill set. Not everybody knows how to do it these days and I feel like it sets me apart from my peers. And that's kind of like just something that I've kind of always liked to do. I was I I guess I it was just something that I noticed about myself. Um, just in general is I, I like to be separate. I like to stand out from my peers, you know, people who are my own age. And so this was just like another thing that would set me apart. Like if I knew how to drive a manual transmission and that was like my preferred thing, then, you know, that would be, uh, you know, that would set me apart essentially. And it worked out in my favor because at one point in time uh, when when the economy was in the shitter, after I had graduated high school, I was really short on work at my job at that time. So my dad got me a gig working for a guy that he was also working for, and I drove a dump truck for a day and made pretty good money just for one day. It was a long, long day, but um, hell, you know, I I couldn't do that if I didn't know how to drive stick. So um, yeah, it was a relatively small dump truck. It was like an F650 essentially dump truck. Um, I think, but older, um, but yeah, so I made some money and, you know, I had the skills to do it, so it worked out for me. So another reason is that I just feel safer in snow and ice when I can shift my own gears, and so this might not make any sense to folks who've, who've not driven a manual transmission vehicle before, but, um, you know, when you use your brakes on snow and ice, they aren't that effective. You know, you slide into intersections and you can't come to a stop all that quick, right? You kind of just have to let the car slow down on its own, right? Well, in a manual transmission vehicle, you have what's called engine braking. So your, your engine is directly connected to your drive line through your transmission. So there is no like, you know, an automatic kind of coasts, right? Well, a manual transmission doesn't do that. So when you put it in a low gear and you're going at a high speed, it'll slow you down just due to engine braking. And so that's very, very effective in snow and ice. And I just, it makes me feel so much more comfortable when I have the ability to downshift. And there are there are automatics where you can kind of downshift and, and some of them hold their gears okay. But um, I don't know. I just, I like doing it myself. I like... Having that ability and and just being being able to throw it down a gear to slow down for a stoplight or whatever, and it's also really helpful for um, going down long downhills where you're like worried about your brakes fading out. So you just throw it in a lower gear, and that kind of supplements your braking a little bit. So another thing is, I kind of just touched on it, um, the holding the gear part. So like there's there's like a direct Connection, like I said, between your engine and your tires, and it's it's it doesn't go into neutral or you know it doesn't freewheel like an automatic will, and it doesn't shift up or down when you're in a gear. It holds that gear, and I I find that that's very useful in a lot of situations, and I just like the predictability of that. It's just um, I don't know. It's it's easy to get used to because. I am in control of everything and uh, I like that it's just um, it helps me so another thing is the ability to slip the clutch myself where this comes into play I find is when I am like trying to trying to like nudge up to something or like back up like to to put a trailer on a truck or like our our, we have to kind of make a tight turn to get in our driveway or into our, our garage, rather, and, um, you know, like, sometimes you just need to inch forward really slowly, kind of under control, and I find that the ability to slip the clutch myself, you know, having, rather than modulating that entire operation with just the gas pedal and how much I, I press on the gas pedal, I I like the ability to control it with two controls, because it's you know, the clutch and, and the accelerator pedal makes me, uh, makes me just feel a little better about that operation, feel like I have a little more control of what's going on. So that helps. Um, another thing is it's a simple design, you know, it's, um, there's not, I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot in any transmission, but the design is simple because you do the movement there's no mechanisms in there that have to do the movement for you. So the inside of a manual transmission is relatively, compared to the automatic, pretty simple. You know, And, and simple means less moving parts, uh, less things to go wrong. So uh, obviously, if, uh, if you don't do it right, you run the risk of uh, you know, prematurely wearing components. But if you know well enough you know, it's going to last you quite a while. And so a simple design also means that the maintenance is pretty easy. So I've never serviced an automatic transmission myself, but I do hear things from other people. You know, the, you know, you drain fluid just like in a manual transmission. It's got fluid in there, but it also has these like shift solenoids and things that do all these wacky things and you know, I I've heard that over time, you know, you have to change this and that and sometimes, you know, it's bad to actually change your oil in an automatic transmission and with a manual transmission, you just you change the oil in the transmission like you change the oil in the engine periodically and it works the same when you're done. So, it's just um, it's it's easy. It's it's easy to do that for me. And I understand how it works. I don't I don't understand how an automatic works really. I mean there's there's so many different ones. And I've seen videos and, and I could I could learn that, but you know, a manual transmission is just so easy to understand. And because I understand how it works, that just that makes me feel more connected and more in control and more comfortable with what I'm doing because I understand what's happening when I'm doing it. So another interesting one that uh, most of you may not believe me when I say it uh, is that manual transmissions are desirable. So when you buy a vehicle with a manual transmission, it is cheaper than if you were to buy that same vehicle with an automatic transmission. If you bought it brand new, it's cheaper. You know manual transmissions are cheaper to manufacture, apparently. so you pay less for the thing upfront. Like I think when I bought my truck, it was like $1,000 less than if I had bought the automatic. But here's the kicker. When you go to buy a used vehicle, like when you, if say if I were to sell my truck right now, if there was an equivalent truck, like the same truck as mine with the same miles, same condition, same package, same everything, But with an automatic transmission, I will get more money for mine than they will for theirs. And I have some theories as to why that is. Um, One of them being they just don't sell as many manual transmissions. So because supply is low, demand is disproportionately high, which I think is, is pretty true. Most people don't buy manual transmissions. And, uh, the other thing is that people want them like they are desirable and, and maybe it's just, it's just me makes it seem that way. Uh, Or maybe it's just me that, that thinks that, but my parents just bought the same truck basically as mine, but they, they bought the two year older model and they were having a hell of a time trying to find uh, a Tacoma with a manual transmission. And every time they did, it was more expensive than the autos. So, I mean... Just saying it's it's a pretty good investment if you were to buy a new vehicle. So I, I told Alyssa that initially and she was like, yeah, okay, you're full of it. But you know, it's true. It's true. Uh, okay, so here's another thing. Um when you have to shift your own gears, there's a lot going on that what you're doing. You know, you're not just steering and hitting the gas with a brake. You know, you gotta steer, you gotta use the gas, you got to use the brake, you got to use the clutch, you got to use the shifter. You have all these things going on. So your brain is really active while you're doing this. Maybe not. I go pretty brain dead after a while because I've been driving sticks so long, but I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm mostly there. My mind is mostly concentrated on what I'm doing. And I feel like that's a good thing for me because it keeps me involved with the task at hand. I'm involved with the driving that is being done. You know, I am... I'm aware, I'm alert, I'm in tune with my vehicle, I can I can feel things that are going on and I'm I'm paying attention to things that are going on around me because I need to uh you know, I need to make sure I'm in the right gear for it or whatever, and this this probably sounds like a nightmare to some people, like, well, you know, wanna isn't it just be easier just to hit the gas? Well, sure, but that's easy for you and that may be like what you like, but I like that this is a this is a part of driving a stick and uh, that's what this list is this list is uh, things that I like about driving sticks so there you go so uh, another thing that has actually come in handy once or twice is the ability to roll start your vehicle so for those of you that don't know roll starting is something that you might do if you had a dead battery so and it only really works in that case in that scenario. So if you if you have engine problems, roll starting is not going to help you. If, if, if you have some other thing going on where your vehicle won't start and it doesn't have to do with the battery or say the alternator or something like that, this is probably not going to help you. But say you ran your battery dead. There was this one time I was listening to the stereo in, in, a, in a 4Runner that my dad had. I had the stereo going for several hours while I was working and uh you know lo and behold come back stereo still going but the the battery doesn't have enough juice to start the vehicle so you throw it in neutral you get your buddies to help you push it down a road and you push the clutch in put it in gear turn the key to the on position dump the clutch once you get rolling and the thing fires up it's kind of like you know, the crank on an old like model T or model a or whatever old cars had that, you know, it's, it's like a manual turning of the engine to get it started. So that's kind of valuable. You know, if, if, uh, you cannot roll start an automatic, as far as I know, you cannot roll start an automatic and it's really difficult to get it out of park if you can't start it. So just saying, there's a lot of things cool about that. You know, it's, um, it's handy. I, it's come in handy for me several times. Maybe I'm just old school and like, oh, we don't have those problems anymore, Reese. Well, you know, what if you do? Can't roll start it. So anyway, so this last thing that I'm going to touch on before I bring up just a, a, a funny note is um, if you know how to drive stick, you can drive any car. You know, you're never going to be limited under what vehicle you can drive. I mean, you're probably not going to want to jump up into a, uh, what, an 18-speed, like a, a big rig. I would love to learn to drive one of those things. I really would. Or 10-speed. I really want to learn to drive one of those guys. That would be awesome. I don't, like, what use is that going to be in my life? Probably none. But I just want to do it. I just want to try it. But, all right, let's put, put big rigs aside for a second. You can drive anything. You can drive any vehicle out there, because the vehicles out there are automatics and manual transmissions, right? And then there's the electric cars, which is essentially the same as an automatic transmission. There just isn't a transmission. So if you know how to drive a manual transmission, you got it down. Like it's pretty damn easy to jump out of a manual transmission vehicle and go drive an automatic. It might be pretty funky for a bit, but you'll get used to it. You can still drive. Now, if you do the opposite, you jump out of an automatic vehicle that you know and you've never learned how to drive a manual transmission you're not just going to pick it up like that you know what i mean it's uh it's not that easy so just saying just going back to that whole dump truck gig if i didn't know how to drive a manual transmission i wouldn't have made that whatever 700 bucks or whatever i made for the day that worked out pretty well for me so i don't know what happens if you're in an emergency situation and, and the only vehicle at your disposal is some old farm truck or, or something, it doesn't even have to be an old farm truck. What if it's a brand new Tacoma? It just happens to be a manual transmission. Well, what are you going to do? Call Uber? All right, fine. I like, I just like to be self-sufficient. That's, uh, I don't like to rely on, on things. I like to have a plan B. And so like, you know, maybe that, that theme has come up in this rant here, but I just like it. I think they're great. I, I love driving them. They're, they're tedious at times, the pickup mostly. My Subaru before this was a lot easier to drive around town and things, but, um, you know, the pickup's not bad. It's, um, like I said, a little bit tedious at times, but I wouldn't take it back. I would still buy the truck with a manual transmission, definitely, 100%, without a doubt. So um, just another thing to keep an eye on. And uh, I see this a lot when I'm driving. Because my first gear in my pickup truck is very low. I'm going to say low. Does that, does that make sense? A low gear ratio. So, like, it doesn't go very fast in first. Like, before, in first gear, you have to shift before you're going, like, I don't know, 20 miles an hour. So it doesn't, it doesn't get you very far, is what I'm saying. So, like, if I'm taking off from a stop at an intersection... I'm gonna hit it in first for like 20 feet and then I'm going into second, okay? So <laughs> it always catches people off guard. I watch them in my mirrors, you know, I'm the first person at a stoplight or whatever. The person behind me is like like really in a hurry which seems to be every freaking person these days. They're just they're always in a hurry when they're behind the wheel. So anyway, we take off from a stop and I roll forward like 20 feet and throw it in second, and like, because I have to throw it in second, that means that I stop accelerating, and so then I start decelerating slightly, just due to the, um, the tire friction and whatever, before I click it in second and and go, and that's the other thing, is the truck is a long shifter, so it's a kind of a long shift process, long, if you will, shift process, so it, it takes a little bit longer to get it in gear and then get up again, so like, during this process, in shifting, The person behind me who has taken off at exactly the same speed as me as if they were attached to my bumper comes up on me real fast when I go to shift in a second and I can see them back there and they look just so confused. Like, what the hell are you doing? Are you brake checking me? Like type of thing. And I'm like, you know, I don't know what to do in that situation. Like I just, I'm always just watching them in my mirror and this happens every time it seems like, and they just, they catch me so quick and like, you can see the confusion on their face. Like what's going on? Like, I'm sorry, like, I gotta shift gears. Maybe that's a totally foreign concept to them. I I always find myself wondering, like, does that person even know what a manual transmission is? Like, would it even make sense if I said, sorry, like, I had to shift gears? Would they be like, what do you mean, shift gears? Like, what's that? So, anyway, in this day and age, a manual, tra- a manual transmission is somewhat of a rarity. You know, it, it kind of serves as an anti-theft device, if you think about it, so that's kind of nifty, but um, just, if you come up to an intersection, and you're behind some vehicle, and they take off, but it seems like they just let off the gas all of a sudden, they're probably driving a manual transmission, and they're just shifting gears, so, just saying, Uh, try not to get pissed, they're just shifting, (laughs) that's all that's happening, they're not trying to be a jerk, so, all right. Well, that was that was pretty much all of my bullet points. I stayed on message. I think um, I did all right with the uh, the filler words. I'm still throwing them in, as you can tell, at the end of this episode. But we covered everything on my list. All the reasons why I like driving a manual transmission. And sure, it would be easier to drive an automatic. I like driving Alyssa's car, especially around town, just because it's so easy to get in it and go where I need to go. But... Um, Like I said, I don't regret buying my truck, and it does well for what I need to do. You know, most of the time I'm just putting the bike in the back and heading into the mountains. I don't commute in it, so I'm lucky that in in that way that uh, I don't have to worry about all the shifting that I do, going through intersections and whatnot, and so it, it works out great for me. I drive it on the weekends. You know, I'll drive for... 150 miles or something mostly freeway or back roads or whatever but very few stoplights until I get to where I'm going and then I turn around and I come back so it's um, it's not really that much of an inconvenience just where I go to the store you know where that's like three miles away it's when I really kind of wish that I had alyssa's car not only for the convenience factor of you know I don't really have to shift and it's a smaller vehicle and all that but also it's a hybrid so I, I don't feel, as bad about the three mile drive to the grocery store when you know probably a third of that driving is done in electric mode so you know when uh, when the world finally makes its turn and electric pickup trucks become a real mainstream thing i'll be i'll be near the front of the line to make that switch you know especially if toyota comes up with a a small you know tacoma size electric vehicle electric pickup truck i'm on board i'm ready to make that switch that would be awesome but till then uh, until the range is is up to my level to where i can certainly make it out and back to a ride without any concerns and have some juice to go say drive to the grocery store and back the next day then i'm not going to make the switch but my truck is already pretty new and like I said, I don't regret buying it. It's still a great truck. So it's only got like 16,500 miles on it in, in two years. So, and most of that was from after we moved to Colorado. Anyway, that's all for today, folks. Um, it, is, it is now like quarter to six, uh, which means I think it's getting close to like Alyssa's normal quitting time, but she didn't get home until like 9.45 last night or something like that. She got home late. She's been working like a dog. It's been crazy. But anyway, hopefully she gets off a little earlier tonight, although she has tomorrow off, so that'll be good. Um, yeah. So, uh, like I said, <laughs> stay on message here. That's all for tonight. Um, I guess I I, I I, just look forward to these podcasts, so I, I don't. Don't take more than like two days or something between them. It's it's almost like a habit now. Just every couple days, just put out a podcast. But anyway, um, there will be another one at some point. So wherever you are, whatever you're up to, hope you're having a good time. And um, yeah, I'll catch you on the next one. Be good.